I'll pass over to Dr. Jane Ruby, who was one of my first interviews. So it's great to see you on here. Thank you, Brad. And um, I'm really, um, good evening, everyone. I'm really excited about the letter because I think it's an important first step by we the people. Um, for those who don't know me, I'm a 20 year pharma veteran. I'm a medical professional and I called this thing in March of 2020 for what it was. I just wanna make a couple of comments that I think might be helpful. I'm known for being a straight shooter and for shocking people into reality. When I got into this fight in 2020, I said I'm doing it for the military and the babies. Now that may sound like two very strange different groups together, but there was a reason for it. Babies, of course, are our future, and I knew they'd be poisoned forever. Our military is our national security and what helps us secure this incredible nation. And I knew, I knew this poison was going to damage the readiness of our country. And I knew that you all, I knew your plight, Brad and John, and many more like you, before you knew it, before you even knew it was gonna, anything was coming at you. And same thing for our commercial pilots. I thought, no, no, you're gonna bring it, you're gonna bring down airliners. Pilots are gonna get incapacitated. They're gonna have heart attacks and strokes in midair. And they have been, many of them. Most of them you don't hear about. Um, I wanna say one thing, and I know I'm going to offend the congressional people in here, Congressman Gates, and anybody else who's an elected official but I'm gonna tell you the way it is. Congress is not coming to help us. Congress says a lot and poses a lot, but doesn't do anything. And you wanna know what my proof is? My proof is that for the last three years, you all have sat there while our Southern border was wide open and flooded in. Don't tell me what you talked about or the selfies or the parties any of you attended down here in Palm Beach. Nothing has been done hearing upon hearing upon hearing. And it's critical for people to understand, step out of the way, congressional members, they're not coming to help you. And I'll tell you why, they actually got you into this. Congressmen are all going to disagree with me, but it is my belief that if they could have or would have done something, I think they can do a lot. I think they could have hauled companies into court I think they could have shut down these companies, seized their assets, whatever. I'm not a congressman and I'm not a senator, but I'm going to tell you I'm sick and tired of watching all con Congress say everything we want to hear and absolutely do nothing. Now, I worked for seven or eight days and nights in a row in September of 2021 with Todd Callender, other attorneys like Dale Sarin and David Wilson, who's a former JAG, and that's how I got into this thing with the military. My sworn affidavit is on file in Seals versus Austin. Unfortunately, that case did not go anywhere. Robert V. Austin is on its way to the Supreme Court and my affidavit is there. And it educates the court to the fact that regardless of what the legalities were and who was approved and who wasn't and what EUA, these, I, I laid out in detail what, what, why the, every EUA, every subsequent approval, everything about these shots was, Ill, was based on the FDA violating their own regs. And I'll tell you why they did it. We basically don't have a government. We have foreign and domestic enemies running our government. They actually have offices in the West Wing and the EEOB. And it's critical for people to understand, we're not gonna, we cannot keep begging people in Congress for crumbs. It's way too late. What you did, what you're, all of you did, Brad, this group and this letter, this is huge. It's a major step 
And I think it's going to inspire the American people because they're sick and tired of listening to Congress people and, and, and politicians talk and talk and do nothing. We're done. We're done. And I, I won't remake the point um, that I believe Jordan uh, confirmed and, and, and the other vet, uh, it, was, it was actually affirming General Flynn's point. You know, these vets get into office, they're not doing anything, they're silent. That proves my point. Congress is not coming. Stop sucking up to these people. They, they all have hearings. I mean, Marjorie Taylor Greene actually had a hearing on COVID injuries while at the same time holding stock in Gilead that makes remdesivir. And, and CRISPR Technologies AG, which, which, which develops CRISPR-Cas9 technology. Do you know what that does? That's the technology that allows this poison to get into your cells and your nuclei clip out your natural God-given DNA and replace it with an in silico uh, lab-created piece. So while she's having a hearing to look at COVID injuries, she's holding stock in two companies that are killing Americans every day. Every day. That's, the that's the, what I want the American people to know. Not so that they'll do anything rash or illegal or unlawful or violent, but so they'll turn their energies and their efforts into areas that where something can be done, where it can be done. Citizen grand juries, citizen panels. I see my friend Ann Vandersteel here, who's leading tactical civics and other such types of, of efforts. We've, we've gone to assembly meetings together. It has got to come from the ground up. It has got to come. I'm sick and tired of, I, it breaks my heart to watch some of you tonight beg Congress people for a crumb when they've had three years to do something. Our border is wide open. We are, it will take generations to clean this country, if possible at all, from the crime and the disease that hundreds of thousands of people are bringing into our country with this border wide open. It was Texas's problem yesterday. It's our problem today. Dr. Jane, thank you so much for sharing that. Um, I think everyone in this space, including the representatives, share your frustration. Um, and I do, um, you, you brought up a good point about Robert V. Austin. Um, so for those of you not aware, it is waiting for the Supreme Court decision. I think they have until January 4th to make They're on decision. the docket. They're on, yeah. We're on the docket for it. And I'm proud to be part of it. And I don't want to hear that a congressman is sharing my frustration. I'm not a U.S. senator. I'm not a U.S. congressman. But you can damn be sure if I was, I, I, would, I, would, not, I would do more than just talk about it. Uh, with all due respect, Congressman, I haven't heard you really answer one question tonight. But I have oh, heard you sort well, of well, make on, people well, feel on, better on. about the issue. Well, I, I don't know if people feel better or worse. Uh, I'm here because my constituents asked me to be here. But I, uh, ask your question. I'll answer any question you have. I don't recall uh, getting any, any questions. But if you have one, I'll answer it. Okay, I, I heard some questions from John. And, okay. I, I do. I do just want to point out, you know, um, I've had conversations with Con Congressman Gates before. He knows that I'm not 100% with him on every single issue, but I have to commend him for being in this space because I think the frustration is that there are a lot of representatives who are not willing to to join their constituents um, in, you know, hearing our frustrations and hearing why we're pissed off at them. Um, and that's part of why we, the people, Mara talked about this earlier. It's not, you know, our representatives aren't doing enough. We aren't doing enough. It's, it's a collective okay, issue. Jordan, I don't, I, with all due respect, I don't know you, but I don't need you to mitigate what I just laid out. Uh, people can take it or leave it. They can take it for what it is. They can hate me. Well, here's, here's, here's where I'll offer some pushback. 
Uh, I think that accepting the doctrine that no change can come through Congress into being as black pilled as, as your argument would would suggest allows people to be less accountable. Right. The, the whole purpose of this exercise, the organizing principle is to enhance accountability. And if you just say, well, Congress is an entirely broken institution. And again, I not only share in that frustration, I offer that critique more frequently and I would suggest more effectively than anyone else in the Congress other than maybe Rand Paul. You know, but but if we are to abandon that battle space and just say, oh, no, you know what, you know, go ahead and sell out to big pharma, go ahead and sell out to the military industrial complex and we won't even be watching and paying attention then I believe that all of the other work you will do will be greatly diminished by the harm that Congress will continue to do. So you, you can be critical of the institution I am. You can be critical of me. I'm here to accept those critiques and, and respond to them. When I see action instead of words, I'll start to respect. Well, yeah, I'm not asking for your respect, but here, here's action that people on, the, on this call have observed, right? Like we, we were assembling coalitions to oppose the NDAA, while, uh, while others, while many others, while including many of the veterans I served with, were voting for an NDAA that served to whitewash the illegal acts and illegal orders of the senior leaders in our military there were people like Mike Lee of Utah and Rand Paul of Kentucky and myself who were who were laying out the case. And yes, we lost on the battlefield. And right now, frankly, as Eli Crane often says, we don't have the right people to win. Like We may have a Republican majority in the House of Representatives, but newsflash, we don't have a majority of people willing to actually fight to obtain critical victories. You and missed no. my point, Congressman. You missed my point. This group okay. agreed that it's a uniparty. And then they started asking you for help. If so you believe it's a uniparty, then why are you asking Congressman Gates for help? Because we have opposition to the uniparty in Congress. And if there is anything to build upon, it is to build upon the power levers we do have to fight the uniparty. What yeah, I've heard suggest? that for three years. Okay. Well, well right. We're, we're, well, here's, here's what I would suggest. While we have suffered some losses, I actually think that the uniparty is considerably weaker today than they were, you know, two or three years ago, uh, because I, you know, and you see that by the way, in a lot of the polling data and the issue sets that are rising to the top, many of which you correctly highlighted, right? Now, you know, are they still in control? Yeah, the establishment is established for a reason. They're good at it. But I, I think that the better approach than just throwing our hands up in the air and saying any coalition with any allies you have in the Senate or the House is fruitless, rather than doing that, Let's enhance the coalitions, build the better arguments, build the better teams. We're going to lose some probably before we win some. But but to me, that is a preferable battle plan. So we're going to continue to move on. We've had some guys with uh, hands up. We've had Nate on. Um, we've had Charles up. But I think the question that um, well, Dr. Ruby was saying that you didn't answer questions. The one question I had, which maybe she was worried about, was why is it so hard to get congressmen to say that the it's so hard to say this was an illegal order? Um, oh, no, that's a great question. I, I think the, the answer to that question is a lack of knowledge among most members of Congress regarding the extent to which Lloyd Austin went outside of his legal envelope of activity. 
Congressman, with all due respect, if we if we knew that on the outside, there's no way con congressional people didn't know that. Oh, you would you 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 have far too high an opinion of my coworkers. You're right. You're right, I, sir. No, I would I would agree. I mean, just having talked to different staffers and things like that, it's pretty wild what they don't know, and they really should know better. But I'm having to reiterate it to different staffers at every place, and like just spell it out, just Barney style. It's extremely sad. Some of these mid twenties kids who, you know, don't have continuity. Um, but I mean, it's a pretty basic issue. It's, the media needs to really cover it so it's so obvious yeah but. john hey john this is general flynn I, i'm gonna you know i'm sorry that's not an excuse don't give them that don't give them don't give these people that are representing this country and their staffers any excuses that they don't know these people are they are working sadly the majority of them are working against the interests of the american people you know, I mean, this whole issue of follow the money, that is a very, very damning statement. And that's all you got to do when you're in Washington, D.C. It's like they always say, the dirty little secret is as soon as you get elected, somebody's going to come up and whisper in your ear and go, if you do this, you're going to be taken care of like this and that. And believe me, it happens. It happens all the time. Do not give it's these not people. It's not even a whisper. It's not even a whisper. It's, it's not a, a whisper. It's, Matt, it's you know explicit. This. It's explicit. People will walk up to you and ask you to sign a letter like backing big pharma or taking a position opposite to what folks said they would do for their constituents. And then they will look you dead in the eye and say, and we'll see you at the fundraiser tonight. And I, I, I don't take their money, so it doesn't happen to me, but I've observed it daily, daily in Congress. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I know our frustration, you know, in my court case, which was dismissed, it's one of the ones that John talked about was being dismissed as moot. In my court case, the DOJ and the DOD admitted that they were mandating EUA vaccines. And so, you know, we know this. And, and when we saw the NDA that just came out, we were pissed. All the veterans were pissed because the language still says that we, you know, it talks about it as if it was a lawful order. It's not lawful to mandate EUA vaccines in the military. Um, and so, you know, I do understand, like, we're pissed off, which is why, you know, we sent where we signed this declaration of military accountability. And it's taking this power, you know, we need to stop appealing to representatives and, you know, thinking that somebody's going to save us. We have to get involved. So I do understand your frustration, um, Dr. Jane. I'm frustrated too, but I'm also frustrated at the American people, at the inaction. And you look at, you know, Doc Pete Chambers, he's on the border. He's somebody who's saying, I'm pissed off that there's an invasion at our southern border and he's doing something about it. He's there almost every single day protecting, you know, Texas residents. And that's what needs to happen. We need the average American, you know, we the people to step up. So you already mentioned it's you know illegal to mandate EUAs for the military, but I'd say it's illegal period to mandate EUAs. Brad, can, can you hear I me? Have to add, I have to add one more thing. While you had you guys running around fighting the EUA and what's approved and what's not and commerce and all these packages, can you hear me? Nobody was looking up. Nobody was looking up higher on the food chain and the food chain, and the food chain is the DoD. The food chain is. It was illegal because it was a bioweapon. And if you don't believe me, read the work of Catherine Watch. She's a legal analyst who's put it all together and interpreted everything in the PREP Act. This was illegal because the military was being forced to take against the United States citizens and the military. If we had started at that point, it would have been a different discussion and not running around in circles with thousands of lawyers making tons of money fighting EUA, comrade, what's on the package, 
Oh, it expired. Do you see what I'm saying? You don't have agencies anymore. I know I used to work with them. They don't exist. They've all been um, subsumed up into the DOD. Same with the pharma companies. So that's, that's, that's it for me and I'll jump out. Medical disclaimer. The Dr. Jane Ruby Show does not provide medical advice. The information, including but not limited to, texts, graphics, images, and other material contained on this show are for informational purposes only and does not establish any kind of patient-client relationship by your viewing or attempt to communicate with Dr. Jane Ruby. No material presented on the show is intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health care provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment before undertaking a new health care regimen. And never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have seen on the show. Thank you for watching.